The Capitalist. To find your dreams and I Hello and welcome to The Capitalist, the podcast unit of Sigma and Partners. I'm your co-host, Lorik Yadav. I'm joined by Hamid Hassan Siddiqui. We both are founding partners. And, well, this is the first episode. So, for the sake of it, let us just introduce what The Capitalist is. The Capitalist is, as mentioned, the podcast unit of Sigma and Partners, a decentralized autonomous organization, DEO. It is hosted by us, Hamid and Lorik, and we take a look at everything from the complexities of neobanks and NFTs to the steadiness of US Treasury bonds, from the trillion dollar congressional infrastructure bill to CSG's funding of primitive Silicon Valley startups, regardless of its status or centralization, if it's business, finance or economics, it will be on the capitalist. With that said, let us dive right into the very first episode of the capitalist which will record business news from monday to friday uh monday occurring on 3rd december so let's get right into it then uh we'll start off with the stock reports on uh, the 3rd of december which is the monday the nasdaq at uh, 15,000 and 85.47 was up 17.05%. The S&P on the other end was at 4,538.43 plus 20.83%. The Dow was at 34,580.08, which was up 12.98%. The 10-year Treasury bonds were at uh, 1.383%, which is... 46.4 46.4 base points plus a uh, bitcoin at the value of of 48,774.34 US dollars which is up 68.18% and ethereum is at 4131.31 which is up a staggering 459.95 percent Let's talk about coal a little bit. Uh, at first glance, Simcon does not appear to cause more severe illness, said Dr. Fauci, the chief health officer under President Biden's administration of the United States of America. Early results out of South Africa, where Amrikan is spreading, show it's not driving up hospitalizations. Fauci got the data a bit encouraging. Passfeed on Monday. Uh, launched its SPC. What is SPC? SPC is a specialized purpose acquisition company, a shell company that raises money by going publicly, then acquire other companies and take them public in the process. Buzzfeed went public on Monday in a major test for the digital media industry as well as the SPAC market. Both have seen better days. A little bit of background. Instead of pursuing a traditional IPO, an initial public offering, BuzzFeed merged with a special purpose acquisition company, 
an increasingly popular way for companies to list on stock exchanges and avoid all the pomp and circumstances that the classic IPO route demands. Investors in the SBC acquiring BuzzFeed, Asian Atlantic Fifth Avenue Partners with the opposite of pump to find out it chose BuzzFeed, whopping 94% of the 287.5 million raised by the SBC has been withdrawn, leaving only $16 million for BuzzFeed. The company raised another $150 million in convertible debt. Investors pulling their dollars from SPCs is not unique to the BuzzFeed situation, but 94% is an unusually high number. The average SPC redemption rate in quarter 3 was 52%, and that's up from a 10-year redemption rate in quarter 1, showing that investors are cooling on what had been a white-hot SPC market. So, what is in for the, uh, the company BuzzFeed itself? The company has come a long way from its Disney princess Vestal Origins expanding into areas like physical products and online of original journalism for surprisingly has won a Pulitzer Prize. But with tech giants like Alphabet and Meta dominating the online ad market, digital media is still a tough business and BuzzFeed barely eked out a profit last year. Plus management is on bad terms with many employees. Members of BuzzFeed News Union staged a walkout on Thursday over contract negotiations. This is obviously Thursday of last week. Uh, let's look at the bigger picture. Not all digital media shops are finding it hard to raise capital. Former President Trump's new social media venture said it raised $1 billion, though it won't reveal the identity of the investors, of course. Uh, so, let's cover the news on Catherine Wood. Uh, after another bruising week for tech shares, all but two of the staff fund managers' stock have entered a bear market, meaning they're at least 20% of a recent high. Robinhood is down 74% from its 52-week peak. DraftKings is at minus 62%. Zoom is at minus 60%. Roku at minus 48%. And Twitter at minus 48%. In all words, flagship ARK Innovation ETF has dropped 25% for the year compared to the S&P's 21 gain. Background with CEO of ARK Invest became a hero to many individual investors last year for her bets on disruptive tech companies in areas like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotics. Uh, her innovation ETF surged 149 percent in 2020 when much of life moved online. 2021 has been a different story. Speculated tech stocks have been clobbered by the Fed's plan to raise interest rates next year and some long-time investors like Charlie Munger said the current tech bubble is even crazier than the dot-com era. Still, Wood believes her investing thesis is sound and insists that the market will prove her strategy straight over the long term. She predicts her portfolio would quadruple over the next five years. Also, did you check the royalties dispute of Spotify? Spotify is not here for open mic tonight. The streaming company has pulled clips of hundreds of comedians, including Kevin Hart and Jim Gaffigan, over a deadlock in negoci- negotiations with the Global Rights Administration company Spoken Giants, the Wall Street Journal reported earlier. Spoken Giants is leading the charge to get comedians paid royalties for the jokes when streamed on services like Spotify and YouTube over 
or played over the radio. Under the existing setup, comics are paid via their label or distributor and not directly as the author of their works. The Wall Street Journal notes, Spoken Giants is essentially aiming to get comedians paid in the same way songwriters are compensated for the musical and lyrics. Spotify is standing its ground, saying it's paid significant amounts of money for the content in question and would love to continue to do so. I quote. Now let's move on to the bigger picture. A decade ago, comedy rights negotiations probably wouldn't have made the view or the capitalists, but the growth of streaming plus all of us desperately needing something to laugh about has transformed the category into a major player in audio. Comedy was the most popular podcast genre according to a statistics survey from October 2020. Moving on. A stat. Following the Taliban's takeover of the country four months ago, Afghanistan's economy is in free fall. Its GDP is likely to plunge by 20% this year, according to a profound hunger crisis. 22.8 million people which is more than half of the country's population, are expected to face potentially life-threatening food insecurity this winter, according to the United Nations. A quote from Chris Cuomo, oh, this is not how I want my time at CNN to end, was the personnel was fired by the network following an investigation into his role in helping his brother, former New York governor Andrew Cuomo, respond to allegations of sexual misconduct. Moving on, the week that occurred this week was predicted on Monday. Uh, the following on inflation data, the consumer price index CPI has become the hottest data release on the economic calendar. So you can bet everyone from your cousin to the president will be paying attention when it drops on Friday which will be dropping at the moment this episode releases since it will be in America and we are based uh, in a time zone that is far ahead of America so we won't be covering that this specific episode. Last month however CPI showed prices increasing the fastest rate in 31 years. Crown Union vote Ballots are due on Wednesday for unionized votes at three Buffalo area Starbucks locations. None of Starbucks corporate owned locations in the US are unionized. Earnings uh, GameStop's earnings, which dropped on Wednesday, are never boring. Costco, Oracle, Logan, and Rent the Runaway also reported this week and, as said, they were not disappointed. Let's look at a big picture and everything else. President Biden and Russian Vla uh, President Vladimir Putin uh, chatted uh, Ukraine over video conference uh, on Tuesday. The call uh, arose as Russia has reportedly sent nearly 100,000 troops to the Ukraine border. Uh, furthermore, Bob Dyle, a World War II veteran, Senate leader and presidential candidate, died in 98. Hedge fund billionaire Wade Dalio tried to clarify his controversial comments on China in Twitter thread. 
College Football Playoff set, Michigan vs. Georgia and Alabama vs. Cincinnati, and uh, or Cincinnati. Australia is the drunkest country in the world according to science. And that was it for Monday. Thank you. That was it for Monday. Let us now dive right into Tuesday. So in Tuesday, uh, the markets referred to us the following. The Nasdaq was at... Uh, 15,225.15 uh, which is plus 0.90% S&P was at 4,591.67 which was plus 1.17% the Dow was at 35,237.03 which was plus 1.87% the 10 year US Treasury bonds were at 1.435% which is up 7.8 base points the bitcoin value is at 50,000 US dollars with 501.7 adding to it it was up 2.18% ship advisors stock was at a surprisingly high 26 dollars 95 cents which is up 8.89% Investors hoped that the only thing more contagious than Omicron is a stock rally and they got the week started off right. As Tuesday as travel and hospitality shares soared, the Fed's tampering uh, with the tapering plan is more of a threat to stock valuations uh, and valuations than the Omicron variant Morgan Stanley analysts recorded. On Tuesday, President Biden's uh, video call with uh, Vladimir Putin was conducted as well. And a big decision came from uh, New York. All private sector employees in NYC, from Wall Street traders to Times Square Power Rangers, will need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Mayor Bill de Blasio said yesterday which was Monday evening. Justifying the new rule, a first-in-the-nation measure, uh, Blas, you know, the mayor said the spread of Delta plus the incoming Omicron variant plus more inside activities during winter may lead to a potent mix that could lead to a worsening COVID picture in the city over the next few months. The X's and O's, employees, at 184,000 businesses in the city will need to have at least one dose of the vaccine by latest December 27th with no testing option alternative. Furthermore, NYC currently requires proof of vaccination for adults to enter restaurants, uh, work out at gyms, or watch. Uh, sports, but it's uh, what's what's live in stadiums, but it's tightening those sh- requirements as well. Children ages after 11 will need to flash their wax cards to participate in indoor, in indoor activities starting December 14th. <sighs> Business groups are pushing back. 
we were blindsided. Partnership of NYC City President Catherine White said. There is no forewarning, no discussion, no idea about whether it's legal or who he expects to enforce it. While that did that the requirement was counterproductive due to blast use efforts to get workers back in the office and re- revitalize business districts. The WAX mandate only applies to employees who work in person. The applies is probably thinking not my problem on January 1st he's being replaced by Bitcoin bull and certainly party admiral Eric Adams whose office said he will evaluate their policy. This fella is an interesting bugger. Moving on. What's the big picture here? NYC is pushing ahead with a private sector wax requirement while Biden's federal mandate has hit a legal brick wall. The proposal, which would apply to all companies with 100 plus employees, is set to go into effect on January 4th, has been blocked by a federal appeals court. A good news for all the Republicans around the world. U.S. diplomats will catch Corden from home. The United States on Tuesday announced that the U.S. will stage a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics in February, citing the Chinese government's human rights abuses and crimes against humanity in the Xinjiang region. So you may ask, what is a diplomatic boycott? The US won't send any officials to Beijing, but the cool people, the athletes, are free to go and compete. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle supported a diplomatic boycott as a way for the US to protest China's crackdown on political dissidents and ethnic minorities. But some politicians, such as Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, said that the US is just figure skating around the issue and should have fully boycotted the games. This has happened before. During the Cold War in 1980, the U.S. barred athletes from competing in the Summer Olympics in Moscow following the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. What is the larger picture here? The Biden administration moves is sure to escalate tensions between the world's two largest economies and was immediately labeled outright political provocation by the Chinese foreign ministry. Announcement also gives an opening to other governments that have considered a diplomatic boycott. Australia and the Netherlands are likely candidates for the next ones to follow. Digital World Acquisition Carnival. It was another normal one for Digital World Acquisition Corporation folks. On Monday morning, the SBAC that's taking former President Trump's media startup public disclosed that it's subject to a probe by the Security and Exchange Commission, SEC, and another financial regulator, FINRA. What is FINRA? FINRA is a financial industry regulatory authority. Uh, it is a private American corporation that acts as a self-regulatory organization which regulates member brokerage firms and exchange markets. Moving on. You may remember Digital World Acquisition Corporations for its dizzying autumn rally of more than 1,200% in just two days following the announcement that it would go merge with Trump Media and Technology Group. The, regu- the regulators asked 
WAC for information relating to its trading policies, investors, and communication with Trump's media company. A New York Times post in October found that the digital world CEO and Trump met as early as March about the SBAC deal, which would be a potential security violation, and SBC are not allowed to pick more the targets prior to raising money. That seemed like the end of the story, but uh, Republican Congressman Devin Nunes of California said he would resign from Congress in coming weeks to become the CEO of Trump's fledgling social media company in January. Although he's a well-known Trump loyalist, it's seriously surprising that he would do this. A stat. Swiss watchmaker. Right there. Petit Philippe is releasing 170 limited edition versions of its famous Nautil Ref 500,711, which in partnership with Tiffany is retailing for $53,000 almost. But if you can get your hands on one, you can likely resell it for a much greater fortune. Petit recently announced it will be retiring the Ref 5711 next year. Quote, if you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group that is being made off. Ushal Garg, the CEO of online mortgage company Better.com, told about 900 employees at the company they were out of a job in a single three-minute Zoom call last week. A ruthless man. Indeed, a few days later, Kirk posted a message on an anonymous professional network at least accusing at least 250 of those employees of stealing quote-unquote from their colleagues and customers by working on, uh, working an average of two hours a day. A report from Fortune said that. Furthermore, let's look into the rise of DoorDash and it has officially entered Door Race. A DoorDash is launching an ultra-fast delivery pilot program in NYC's Chelsea neighborhood to compete with the rush of other 15-minute or less delivery startups in the city. That's not the only new play in the playbook. After exclusively relying on a workforce of gig workers and spending $47 million on a California ballot measure to keep it that way, DoorDash is hiring 60 full-time couriers with benefits and standards pay to work under a new subsidiary, Dash Corps. DoorDash said the decision to make the position full-time in some additional role parts at the time was a mix of logistics and outdated employment laws. Ultra-fast grocery delivery services, which operate very strategically plopping dark stores in urban neighborhoods, have become more popular this year than making fun of Lin-Manuel Ferranda. In fact, speedy delivery startup Joker hit Unicorn Series last week, launching just six months ago. Looking ahead, Instacart would be the next delivery dinosaur to shove its way into the crowded ultra-fast delivery market next year, according to the information's report. Moving on. Tesla shares declined for a fourth straight day after it revealed a, an SEC investigation into the company. 
Medina Spirit, the Colt who won the Kentucky Derby, died of a heart attack after a workout in California. Drake has donned his two Grammy nominations. Jack in the Box is buying Del Taco in a 575 million fast food deal. The Nasdaq is said to be rival exchange, the NYSE, and IPOs in 2021 for the third year running. Right, let's dive right into Wednesday's news. Exactly one year ago from Wednesday, a old UK citizen named Margaret Keenan became the first person in the world to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Since the year then, more than 8.2 billion doses have been administered across 184 countries. 60% of the US population is fully vaccinated, but only 6.3% of people in low-income countries have received at least one dose. With that said, let's look at the market. NASDAQ is at 15,686.92 plus 3.03%. S&P is at uh, 4,686.75, which is plus 2.07%. Dow is at 35,719.43, which is plus 1.40%. Uh, the 10-year US Treasury bonds is at 1.47% plus 4.1 base points. Bitcoin was down to the value of 50,268.70, which is minus 0.85%. Nvidia's stock rose highly uh, as its uh, stock is currently rated at 324.27 US dollars, which is plus 7.69%. The US markets are rather bullish and unfearful of Omicron as the market still rose. COVID news. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine is less effective but still provides some protection against the Omicron variant an early study from South Africa showed. Yes, government news. Congress had a busy evening. On Wednesday, lawmakers reached a deal to raise the country's debt ceiling and the House passed a uh, $768 billion defense policy bill that increases pay for service members. Starbucks News National Labor Relations Board NLRB rejected Starbucks bid on Tuesday to delay any union election at three Buffalo area locations on the price setup. For the company, the NLB, uh, LRB spelled their name correctly, unlike the barista's Starbucks. With last-ditch effort post-election unsuccessful, Starbucks will now await the result of Thursday's union vote count. Ballots are ready uh, due today for 
are due on Wednesday for all three locations. Each store will have its own election. Uh, those those separate store by store elections were the subject of Starbucks request to delay. The company agreed that a union vote shall be regionally involve all 20 change location in the area move that would favor Starbucks as union organizers would have to secure as much larger number of votes. Now all eyes are on Buffalo. Although the organizing campaign concerns just three stores with about 100 employees total, it's become the focus of national attention. High profile supporters include Senator Bernie Sanders on the Labour side and dozens of Starbucks corporate executives on the management side of the have weighed into the union drive. If any of the three elections are successful, the location will be the first corporate run Starbucks store in the US to unionize name a deal stemming from strong out there. For a chain with nine thousand US corporate owned location, Starbucks has a poor trend amount of energy on stopping the union drive. President of Starbucks North America, Roseanne Williams, visited a Buffalo location in September and began sweeping floors there. <laughs> Former CEO Howard Schultz gave a strange talk to Buffalo area employees four days before the ballots were mailed out. Starbucks transformed several voting eligible employees to two of the Buffalo locations in one store, which in August had about 20 eligible employees and anonymously in support of unionizing, now has 46 eligible employees, according to Starbucks. The big tip is it states that just 10.8% of the U.S. workforce belongs to a union in 2020 and corporations would prefer it that way or less. Kellogg's one of several U.S. companies to face a strike from unionized employees in recent months and achieved that it would permanently replace its striking workers. They are fired. Uh, Biden and Putin are still in talks in real life, play risk. Uh, President Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin chatted for more than two hours on Tuesday in a high-stakes meeting over the future of Ukraine. Russia has amassed 100 troops at the Ukrainian border, and Western countries are worried Putin is planning to invade his neighbor, uh, his neighbor to the west in early 2022. It's not clear what. Russia's ultimate goal is, but the show of force is concerning Western government that went to maintain uh, stability in Europe. Uh, Russia and Ukraine have a history. Ukraine was a Soviet Republic until it gained independence in 1991, and in 2014, Russia annexed the country's Crimean Peninsula. More than 14,000 people have died in the conflict since. God rest their souls. Uh, how will the West punch back? That is a bit unclear, but we do know that in the event of an invasion, it will do to Russia's economy what Michigan did to Ohio State. Punishments could include putting sanctions on Russia's banks, making it harder for Russia to convert rubles to dollars, and pressuring Germany to block a pipeline that would allow Russia to send more gas to Europe. Bottom line is that stress levels are very high along the eastern front and um, the ukraine official twitter account reportedly a rather uh, funny uh, tweet uh, which is the classic types of headaches um, russian uh, 
uh, types of headaches meme it says that it snaps out migraine hypertension stress and then leaving next to Russia which just covers everything uh, there was a news on the chain front from Instagram um, and uh, they say that let's take a break and they do that in classic friends style let me explain how on Tuesday Instagram announced new safety features for teens including the pop-up reminder to take a break from the app when they have been scrolling too long the announcement just comes just one day ahead of when uh, CEO Adam most will testify before Congress on the effects of Instagram on teens' mental health. Here's what else is new. Users will be restricted from tagging and mentioning teens who don't follow them. Um, teens will be nudged with their sent too much time dwelling on one topic. Parents and guardians will be allowed to view and limit how much time the teenagers spend on Instagram. Some of these features are already in effect, while others are set to hit the app starting in 2021 in January itself. The picture, the bigger, big, the bigger picture is that teens have coasted Instagram from the get go, and we mean that literally because their favorite social media platform is Snapchat, followed by TikTok. Per by a survey by Piper Sander, that's despite Instagram's best effort to win them over, it copied stories from Snapchat in 2016. And since 2018, it has reportedly spent nearly its entire marketing budget targeting teens, estimated by the New York Times. Uh, moving on, stat the top 0.01% individuals own 11% of global wealth, according to the New World Economy inequality report 2022 up from 10% last year the top uh, 0.01 includes 520,000 adults with household wealth of at least 19 million dollars the US captioning company released its list of the most mispronounced words for this year on Wednesday which included Chuji Ethereum and the Greek tennis player Stefanos Tsitsipas Let's look at it now a little bit 2022 could be the year you finally put the Dyson vacuum cleaner because companies plan to fatten up paychecks more than they have in over a decade. According to a conference board survey reviewed by a Wall Street Journal on uh, Tuesday, they're setting aside an average of 3.9% of next year's total payroll for wage increase. It's a sign that stories will continue salaries will continue to rise in uh, 2022 like they have been earlier private sector early pay rose 4.8% uh, last month compared to November 2020 the fifth straight month wages have risen more than 4% the labor department reported Friday 
lastly, obviously, compensation including wage and benefits rose fast in the third quarter of this year than at any other point on record. Why not? Due to the ongoing labor shortage, employees are paying up to attract and retain the best and the brightest. Plus, the cost of living is increasing. Almost four in ten of the companies surveyed said they have factored inflation to their decision to increase pay. But be aware of the wage price spiral. When companies raise wages to combat inflation, they often force to raise rise prices on consumers, which leads to even more inflation. Let's look at a few other things which are popping a major outrage on some Amazon Web Services servers caused headaches with strides across the internet and for the company's delivery workers. All of Scholz will take office today as a Germany's Chancellor ending Angela Merkel's 16-year run leading Europe's largest economy. And this today obviously means Wednesday. The UAE is switching to a 4.5 day work to better align itself with global financial markets and attract expats. Apple will produce Bad Blood, a feature film from Adam McKay that will start Jennifer Lawrence as Elizabeth Olsen. Moving on, let's talk about to Thursday, right? The markets uh, reported the following for Thursday. Nasdaq was at 15,786.99, which is plus 0.64%. S&P was at 4,701.21, plus 0.31%. Dow was at 35,754.75, which is plus 0.10%. 10-year US Treasury bond were at 1.526%, which is plus 5.1 beats per points, uh, not beats per seconds, base points. Bitcoin was at the value of 50,683.09, which is plus 0.23%. Roku stocks were at a stack going $256.08, which is up 18.23%. This is due to the fact that it made a deal with Google to keep YouTube and YouTube TV on its platform. Uh, the Great Resignation Formula um, is still going strong. 4.2 million people quit their jobs in October, a historically high number, but 205,000 more than the previous month. Cryptocurrency news crypto comes to Washington. In uh, 2021, crypto showed up in high art circles on individuals and in more investment portfolios. So it's not a surprise that for the first time ever, this sector also made an appearance in the kills of the Capitol Hall, in the halls of Capitol Hill. Six executives from leading crypto firms, including FTX and Coinbase, testified before the House Financial Services Committee yesterday. It's part of Congress's fact-finding mission into House regulating ministry that's been subject to spottier oversight than the 
great and there's a lot of surprise it's nearly 13 years since bitcoin was first introduced cryptocurrencies have ballooned into a 2.6 trillion asset class to the industry is governed by a patchwork of laws rather than an overarching regulatory framework so how should it be policy on surprising industry leaders and lawmakers generally sat this year to crypto executives generally want low trust custom regulations that promote competition and innovation around blockchain technology coinbase cfo alicia hossack suggested the heavy-handed rules would effectively push crypto activity underground or outside us Hoss said that crypto makes markets are fundamentally different from traditional financial markets and should be treated by regulators as such lawmakers specifically democrats have a number of concerns with how the crypto industry currently operates including the amount of energy consumed during the mining process and the potential for fraud they are especially fueled by stable coins which are cryptocurrencies typically packed to government-backed currencies stable coins have surged to become a 140 billion dollar market but regulators think they're not as quite as stable as they claim and actually risk destabilizing financial markets of fiat money the larger picture is that both crypto leaders and government regulators agree that some rules of road are needed for the industry to be sustainable. Few technologies in history since antiquity can persist for long periods of time outside of public policy frameworks. Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Carrie Gensler recently said. So, to protect against Omicron, the third shot is the charm. The question in everybody's mind this holiday season was that will existing COVID vaccines work against the new variant Omicron? Early results show that yes, they can, but only after you get knocked on your crunch for a third time. <laughs> uh, Pfizer and its vaccine partner BioNTech released preliminary data of the study that showed booster shots come as advertised. They increased the level of Omicron fighting antibodies by 25 times when compared to a two-shot regime in Disclaimer, these results haven't gotten the whole peer-reviewed champion and need to be scrutinized further. Still, this is encouraging news. Uh, considering early observations of Omicron sparked concerns that existing machines wouldn't be able to neutralize the variants at all in case of more production is needed. Uh, Pfizer and BioNTech are working on an Omicron-specific booster they said could be uh, available by March 2020. Uh, the big picture is that these results did another room to debate over what Dosage indicates someone is fully uh, vaccinated. Dr. Fossey told CNN on uh, Wednesday that it's going to be a matter of when or if, if the definition changes. Um, remember that uh, ruthless man, uh, Vishal Garg, CEO of mortgage company the dot-com, broke out of classic equity move and said he was sorry for not respecting his employees and Tuesday got sent an apology letter to staff after he laid off 900 employees at least 9% of the company's total on a Zoom call last week that had an energy of a middle school surprising anti-drug assembly. I own the decision to do the layoffs, but in communicating that it blundered the execution uh, road guard. Didn't even have a fun background. The CEO's cut layoff message was followed by a number of frustrated employees venting on the anonymous discussion outside Bind. Then Gurk decided things could uh, only get more fun with the boss around uh, and wrote a series of posts at the same time accusing at least 254 employees of stealing by only working two hours a day when clocking its 48. The fallout after a rocky week where the .com's PR leaders responded by leaving three top communications executives resigned as of yesterday plus the company put a penny at 7.7 billion 
SPAC merger with the Ratification Corporation for what it said were regulatory reasons. And this is why you shouldn't be ruthless on your workers. Stat US emergency room visits for suicide attempts by adolescent growth surge 51% in the early 2021 compared to the same period 1990, uh, in 2019. Not 1991. A new report showed Tuesday there was 4% for boys. The Surgeon General uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy warned of a devastating mental health crisis among the country's youth, spurred in part by messages and pop culture that erose the sense of self-worth will be a sanctuary california government gavin newsom said that ca's abortion california's abortion clinics are preparing to support the influx of patients who will travel from out of state to reproductive care if roe versus wade is overturned by the supreme court in other news another billionaire went to space but like actual space japanese billionaire yusaku maizawa talked at international space station yesterday making him the first self-funded tourist to visit the icc in over a decade he'll spend out about 12 days aboard the space station with russian cosmot um alexander misurkin and yuzo hirano a video procedures document the trip for company for comparison jeff this is in richard branson richard branson were each in space for less than 15 minutes and only bezos went above the caravan line which may consider to be the space earth boundary what one should know about uh, maizawa and his trip maizawa 46 become a billionaire after founding the e-commerce site Starteray and zozo zozo was acquired by softbank in 2019 he also used to drum in the punk rock fancy style this certified chiller asked for fans to suggest 100 activities for him to do in space which he intends to document and upload on youtube they include playing golf hosting a badminton tournament getting a zero gravity haircut whatever drinking urine water in town furthermore apple will not have to make major changes to its app store while it's appealing a U.S. lawsuit bought by Fortnite maker Epic Games, a court ruled yesterday. Instagram CEO Adam Missouri in a Senate hearing refused to say it permanently halt plans to release it on Instagram for kids. He also said the company is bringing back a chronological feed option. As speculated by us earlier, Canada and Australia joined several other Western governments in staging a diplomatic boycott on the Beijing Winter Olympics. The defense team of uh, for Elizabeth Holmes registered their case yesterday and jury deliberations in her criminal fraud will begin later this month. That is it for Thursday. Now let us talk about the last working day of this week. Friday. The markets were down. Nasdaq 
we got 15,517.37 minus 1.71%. S&P was at 4,667.45 minus 0.72%. Dow was at 35,754.69%, which is minus, surprisingly, 0.00%. 10-year uh, US Treasury bonds were at 1.496%, which is minus 0.7% base points bitcoin is value reduced to 48,653.60 which is minus 2.59 percent the stock market rarely ran out of steam yesterday and both the S&P and Nasdaq broke their three-day winning streaks CVS stock got a boost after the company detailed its plan to play a larger role in the nation's healthcare system as it rose to the value of 97.31% which is plus 4.52% uh, let's talk about Steven Spielberg's new movie and surprisingly it's a musical after a number of uh, music movie musical flops this year Disney's attempted to give um, uh, the old rascal that over its release of West Side Story. The film was Steven Spielberg directed reboot of the 1961 classical premiere in uh, 2,800 theaters today and on no streaming platforms across North America and it's expected to retake uh, 10 to 15 million in opening weekend ticket sales. Come for Rita Moreno, the very, very, very attractive. Uh, actress, uh, but stay to save the unfranchised. There is a lot riding on the $100 million movie's release, considering uh, just how less miserably the musical genre has fared at the box office this year. In the Heights, only crossed. Uh, 11.5 million in its opening weekend despite this positive reviews and dear Evan Hansen bought in 7.4 million despite its awful reviews and let's not talk about how TikTok boom gets more attention as a TikTok sound than as a movie after it only tested three days in Netflix top 10 West Side Story financial outlook raises another existential shit me exist existential existential question for the industry can you make blockbuster without making infinity stones after all spider-man no way home's release next week and is expected to bring in roughly 150 million us dollars which means that even if peter parker performing low end of production said would only bring in about 10 percent of the new marvel movies revenue but the revamped 10-time Oscar-winning film has a secret weapon, Spielberg. The Ohio legend has collectively bought almost $10 billion with his films domestically, and while the whole concept of on-screen musical feels a tad concerned at the moment, Spielberg's bullish on the holiday season has released over one-third of his features around Christmas. Looking ahead, even if Shark was just Rumble ends up with the rest of the unimpressive dance numbers of 2021, Disney will probably keep experimenting with the musicals. In the crowded streaming market, last year's Hammer Show released on Disney+, Plus. Piked up downloads 74% in July, which is the American Independence Month. Starbucks 
workers in Buffalo as expected voted for a union. Starbucks workers in Buffalo have voted yes to form a union, the first of its kind among the chain's 9,000 corporate-owned stores in the country. It's a major victory for labor organizing efforts that have superchanged, super supercharged by the pandemic. The National Labor Relations Bond and LRB counted ballots from three Buffalo area Starbucks stores on Thursday. Of the three locations, one voted 9 to 8 to unionize, a second voted 8, uh, 12 to 8 against, and a third voted 15 to 9 to form a union. But challenges to ballots would need will need to be resolved after a final outcome is determined. Workers United, the union named Starbucks, will now join plan to uh, the election with the union la- uh, lost. Plus, the NLRB needs to uh, uh, certify the results of a process that takes about a week. Zoom out. According to the Labor Department, less than 2% of the food service in Bauer workers belong to a union last year, but the successful unionizers massive chain restaurants like Starbucks could change that three more Starbucks stores in Buffalo and store in Arizona have also filed petitions with the NLRIB to hold union elections. A new law announced Thursday New Zealand would ban anyone born after 2008 from ever purchasing cigarettes in the country. So the kids hanging out behind the gas station will have to talk to each other. The law, which is expected to pass in 2023, would raise the legal smoking age currently 18 by one additional year every year, beginning in 2027. So, New Zealanders 14 and under in 2023 will also be younger than the legal limit, which current smokers and those older than 14 in 2023 will always be permitted to buy cigarettes. New Zealand has been trying to stop out smoking for a minute in 2011. The country announced a goal of reducing the smoking rate in the country to 5% by 2025 and experts believe Thursday's announcement may keep them on track. Around 9% of the New Zealanders smoked down from 18% in 2008. The rate among the indigenous Maori population is significantly higher at 31%. An average pack of cigarettes in New Zealand costs about an expensive 22.5 US dollars. Moving on, uh, a post from BDS was the most retweeted tweet in 2021. Twitter announced the K-pop group was speaking out against the rise of anti-Asian violence following the mass killing of eight people in Georgia, six of whom were Asian women. Hashtag BDS was also the top hashtag of the year. But this doesn't mean that the fan group isn't retarded. Moving on, the data we are seeing is largely pointed in the wrong dish, uh, direction. President Biden sees a bear market for democracies, and he warned leaders from more than 100 countries around the globe to discuss ways to confront the rising threats to democratic institutions. China and Russia were not invited to the summit. Uh, the FDA authorized booster shots of Pfizer's COVID vaccine for 16 and 17-year-olds. The Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Sackler family announced that the museum will drop the Sackler name for, from seven exhibition spaces and a wing. The Sacklers have been accused of fueling the opioid crisis through their links to OxyContin. American Airlines is scaling back its international loads of plans for next year, blaming delivery delays for being Boeing's 787 Dreamliners. Fund will inked a four-year deal with 
Pat McAfee show is reportedly worth $30 million a year. With that, we are at the end of the Fiat money uh, sequence of this week's The Tablet. Following this section, we will obviously talk about cryptocurrency when my co-host Thomas Hassan Siddiqui will enlighten us about the crypto news of this week. Thank you for joining me. This is Hamid Hassan. Today, I will be covering decentralized finance. Starting with Square Incorporated, the financial services company co-founded by Jack Dorsey announced that it will be changing its corporate name to Block Incorporated. Dorsey said in a statement, we built the Square brand for a seller business, which is where it belongs. Block is a new name, but our purpose of economic empowerment remains the same. No matter how we grow or change, we will continue to build tools to help increase access to the economy. On November 16, 2021, Operton Incorporated, a mission-driven provider of inclusive financial services, announced that it has signed a definitive agreement to acquire Digit, a new banking platform that provides automated savings, investing and banking tools. Operton will acquire Digit for approximately $238 million including approximately $114 million in cash at closing. Operton has obtained a financing commitment for the cash portion of the purchase price. Founded in 2013, the first truly personalized and automated savings app in 2015 has since helped members save more than $7 billion and pay off $300 million in debt. The acquisition reinforces Operton's status as a category leader in inclusive finance expands Operton's AI and digital capabilities and enhances offerings to provide customer a significance of transaction. The acquisition will grow Operton's US footprint by more than 600,000 paying members, increase daily engagement, enhance funnel conversion, and create a profitable and differentiated new banking platform with proven product. Moving on, Ritholds Wealth Management and Wisdom Tree Today announced the launch of RWM Wisdom Tree Crypto Index designed to provide retail investors via financial advisors access and diversified exposure to crypto assets. The index has been licensed to OnRamp Invest and is available for financial advisors using the OnRamp technology platform to manage separate accounts of clients. They have said crypto assets show great promise for financial advisors to add value, to be compensated for it, and to do so in a way that can be in line with the fiduciary responsibilities. The RWM Wisdom Tree Crypto Index as presently constituted is made up of 36% Bitcoin, 20% Ethereum, and 4% each of 11 other crypto assets that provide exposure to the broader crypto ecosystem spanning layer 1 network. On December 6, digital payment processing firm Stripe announced the acquisition of app marketplace software platform Open Channel, which helps business build ecosystems for third-party developers and users. Under the terms of acquisition, Open Channel's team will be a part of Stripe's remote hubs and work on ecosystem interrogations for Stripe.